and welcome to the SBK Betting Podcast, our Cheltenham Festival Day 2 special. Tom Collins here, and as always, I'm joined by Ross Miller. Seven races down, Cheltenham Festival Tuesday is in the history books, but there's 21 races to go, and no matter whether you're up, down, or you broke even on day one, plenty more chance to get back into the green and win some money while enjoying the action. Now, before we get into the actual races on Tuesday, Ross, how did you get on punting-wise? It was a good day, TC. I'm up and, and well up. So, uh, yeah, unusual. For the last couple of years, I've been chasing from day one. So, happy days. Ah, that's great to hear. I mean, I was really hurt early, I have to say, by John Bond. I was in pieces in the SBK Towers. Um, but I didn't want people to speak to me. People weren't speaking to me. Uh, but it got better. Corrick Rambler won. And then we had a couple more winners later on the day as well. So, I broke even. Not as good as you, Ross, but still not a bad situation. And I hope all you guys at home have also had a similarly good Tuesday Let's talk about the superstar then, shall we? Constitution Hill. What a performance in the champion hurdle. I didn't think he was going to win that impressively. I thought he was going to win. We both did. But he blew my socks off. What did you make of it? Uh, I, I mean, this sport, it, uh, like you, I love sport, all sport. Put any sport on and I'm there and I'm watching, I get engaged. But this is just different level, isn't it? It just gets to places that other sports don't get to. Um he was just unreal and he got an unreal ride. Um, I think it's really easy to say, oh, my nan would have won on him. And, you know, you, you can see why. But I think with all these brilliant horses, they take a bit of managing. And, I mean, he was long to the last. Um, he's, he's just an absolute monstrous, monstrous horse. Because coming down the hill, I was sort of watching it and I was watching it, like we know, from a very neutral point of view, just watching a horse race. And I was saying, oh, don't go, don't go too soon, Nico, don't go too soon. He could have gone whenever he liked. You know, he could have kicked him in the belly out the out the start and, and it wouldn't have made any difference because you could see Paul Townend smuggling away, smuggling away, and then all of a sudden, like he does, he kicks into, well, I want to say he kicks into overdrive, but I don't think it is overdrive. I think he's got loads of gears left. Um, and then scoots up the hill, you know, Nico can wave to the crowd and he's probably recovered his heart rate by the time the second and third have, have got to the line. He's just an absolutely incredible horse. And for me, it makes it just that little bit sweeter with its Nicky Henderson, Michael Buckley and Nico that have got him. I think Michael Buckley is just a brilliant owner and clearly a very kind, engaging guy who is going to going to campaign this horse eventually. And then Nico and Nicky, for me, growing up, wanting to be a, a, a horse professional, um, they embody everything I wanted to be myself as a professional. They're patient. They understand their horses. Every decision they make is for the horse. Um, so, yeah, for me, I didn't think it could go better than that. And then maybe we'll find out that it did. Yeah, I thought Constitution Hill was absolutely phenomenal. The way he just quickened off the home bend and left State Man, who's rated 167 in his wake. He ended up winning by nine lengths. Nico de Boinville described the victory as hard held. We just don't know how good he is, but I am pretty confident this horse is going to carry our sport. Please God, he stays sound because he is the superstar in jumps racing right now. We should mention a couple of the other results, including another superstar, Honeysuckle, bounced back to win the mayor's hurdle. Many people doubted her, myself included. She got the job done and justified some strong late market support as well. Other races uh, on Tuesday, Marine Nationale beat Fasal Vega in the Supreme. Still gutted about that one. El Fabiolo beat John Bond in the Arco. Also gutted about that one. I didn't want to say it, but I'm sure plenty of you were on El Fabiolo. What were your main takeaways from the undercard on Tuesday, Ross? 
Yeah, I mean, just what an hour of sport that was. Um, I mean, for, for, for much publicised reasons, Henry de Bromhead winning with Honeysuckle is just, I mean, arguably the story of the day. I mean, I think performance of the day is constitutional, but story of the day. I mean, it's just brilliant. I thought she got a super ride. I thought it was a fairly muddling affair. But uh, Rachel just has this knack of bossing a race without being in the lead, which is quite an unusual thing to be able to do. The race was run to suit her quickened up the hill and and I had a bang wrong as as did you I said I think a lot of people but that was a great performance um I thought the supreme was interesting and I'd be interested to know if whether the jockeys went out there thinking it was going to ride softer than it did because it went fairly steady early and it turned into a bit of a sprint now I think the winner was a justifiable winner but I think it's worth noting that he is flatbred by French Navy who actually is now out in India of, of all places um, and the third the third horse diverges by Frankel again flatbred and he came from a long way back it might just be that those flatbred horses had a had a better turn of speed to me Fasal Vega just looks a bit of a relentless grinder relentless galloper um, I you know I'm not half timing now because I said it on the pod but for me he would have been a two and a half mile horse from, from the outset um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him over further in future, but I think there was no fluke about the winner. We have to mention Derek Fox. What a brilliant ride he gave. Quiet Rambler, who I think you tipped on uh, the SBK um, betting platform. Um, to do that two years in a row on a, a horse as mad as him is is outstanding piece of riding. He's not the most stylish, um, but that was super. And then Michael Sullivan winning a second race uh, shortly after winning his first is is again another brilliant story and a brilliant piece of riding. So yeah, I mean, and it's only day one if it's going to get better than this i don't quite know how i'm going to cope yeah it's fantastic as you touched on there mikey o'sullivan was on jazzy matty and the boodles i didn't actually tip this horse i was gutted that i, that I didn't end up putting him in my betting.gsbk column because i did a statistic piece a couple of weeks ago actually a week in fact and gordon elliott's last two winners on the opening day of the cheltenham festival both came in the boodles and both at massive prices so the pointers were there for for jazzy matty Honeysuckle, I thought, was excellent. Um, Fasal Vega, I saw some knock knockers as well for Paul Townend, potentially going for home too soon. I disagree with that. I think, one, the horse carried him into the position. He really didn't have much of a choice. And two, as you've touched on, stamina is his forte, and he was against quicker horses, so he kind of had to go. He wasn't going to back run them. Right, let's get on to Wednesday's racing, shall we? Uh, firstly, before we touch on the featured race, the ground on Tuesday, it was described as soft, the time figures, according to Simon Rollins on Twitter, were airing on the side of good to soft rather than, you know, soft side of soft, if that's a thing. Um, so maybe it wasn't as bad as feared. There's also not much weather forecast between now and the morning. There was a little bit of rain at the time of recording this podcast at 6 p.m. on Tuesday that was forecast, but not too much, only for about half an hour. And then it's set to start again at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Maybe the ground will be okay in the morning. I don't think it'll be too soft, but there should be some ease as we go through tomorrow's card on Wednesday. The featured race is the Queen Mother Champion Chase, and it's a rematch of January's Clarence House Chase, which was rescheduled and run at Cheltenham. Editor Dajit won that day. Edward Stone was second. Energamy was third. And they face off again in this race, the Champion Chase on Wednesday. Who do you like, Ross? Uh, I like Enigamine, and I certainly like him at the current prices. Um, and I, I like him even more with the defection of uh, Gentleman to me, because I think there's just less chance that he can go too hard. I think he'll let Editor Jeet make it for the majority of the, the first circuit, and I expect him to sort of engage late down the back, at, perhaps at the top of the hill. But I think he'll sit second at, at 
worse throughout the race. If Gentleman to me had been now, I was just worried that there was going to be two pulling him along and they might go a bit hard and that would play to Edward Stone's strengths. Um, you know, you're putting a lot of faith now in that Willie Mullins is right and that it was the, the, the whiteboards last time that caused the below par run. Um, you know, and I and I don't think he got an optimal ride on that occasion. I think they underestimated Gary Moore's horse. Um, I just think he's a really good horse. I think his form with Shishkin is, is the best piece of form in this race by some distance. Um, and uh, I hope he'll he'll bounce back and um, right the wrong from, from the Clarence House chase. Yeah, Edward Stone is currently the 13 to 8 favourite, but Anagamine, as you touched on there, is a nice price around 7 to 4 right now. Editor de Gite, by the way, if you like him, currently available at 11 to 2. I'm also with you with Anagamine. I buy the excuse that the white panels were the reason for his errant jumping. I think he's the best horse in the race. And I, like you, am backing him to retain his crown in the champion chase on Wednesday. Other races on Wednesday include the Ballymore, grade one. The Grade 1 Brown Advisory Novice Chase, which features Jerry Colomb, who's Jess Stafford, uh, SBK betting podcast presenters, Nap of the Week, uh, and also the Champion Bumper, among a couple of handicaps. So, Ross, it's now time for Nap and Next Best. Where are you going to go with them, please? So, the Nap is Empire Pass in, in the Ballymore. Um, I think that the, the, the vibes coming out of the yard um, have been really strong this week. I've liked what he's done. I think he's adaptable in terms of ground. I think he's a slick jumper, strong powerful traveller and I think you would have to be a little bit nervous having watched the Supreme today um, as to the quality of the of the British contingent novice hurdlers um, I think it was first eight home in the Supreme were were trained in Ireland um, and then the next best I'm gonna go with uh, Captain Comby in the Coral Cup I just thought he's run a couple of eye-catching races this year most laterally at uh, Leopardstown um, he's won early in the season when given a more prominent ride. He's been dropped out a little bit more in more recent runs. I think that's been sort of with one eye on this prize. Um, Eddie Sheehy's a, a, a shrewd trainer. I like Keith Donahue as a booking. I think he's really stepped forward since associating himself with Gavin Cromwell. Um, I think he'll go well. I do just want to give a little stat because Good Risk at All was a horse that really interested me. And Jess actually mentioned him on the on the uh, Cheltenham pod. Sam Thomas had one runner in the last 16 days. Um, that, to me, suggests that he's not all that happy with the health of his of his string. Now, it might well be that he's been focusing on getting them healthy for this, but that's not a, a strong stat if, if you like him. And then just one other thing that I picked up this week. I saw a quote where Patrick Mullins had said that they might have just left their best bumper horses at home. Um, if you fancy a Willie Mullins horse, that in the bumper, that's not music to your ears. Um, and so it might be one of those rare occasions where it pays to look elsewhere. Yeah, interesting points there. Uh, good risk at all, as you've just touched on, was uh, on my shortlist. But as you uh, also mentioned there, Sam Thomas' form is not good. And dear Mark didn't run very well in the Moor battle. And I don't like Willie Mullins' horses in the bumper, I have to say. I'm with the dreams of share there uh, in that race, the finale on Wednesday. Your nap, as you've touched on, uh, Impere Pass is currently available at the time recording at 15 to 8 in the 130, the Ballymore, and your next best which I was almost 100% sure you weren't going to go for the Coral Cup, but I'm very pleased you did. Captain Comby is currently 9-1, to was 11-1 to a few minutes ago uh, for the Coral Cup 250 on Wednesday. The reason why I was grinning uh, while you were talking about Captain Comby is because he's one of my strongest selections on Wednesday. And actually, I'm kind of going to cheat our Napa Next Best system, and I'm going to put them both in the same race. 
because Wednesday isn't a, a, a day where I'm going to be placing big wages or I've got any super strong fancies. It's more a day where I'm just going to try and tootle along and try break even before going in harder on Thursday and Friday. But the one race I love is the Coral Cup. And I'm backing two in it. Captain Combi is one and my nap of the day. Um, so I'm very happy you've put him up as the next best as well. For all the reasons you said um, in your little preview there. And my next best is San Salvador in the same race with Joseph O'Brien. Captain Combi, nine to one. San Salvador, 18 to one. They both ran in the same Punchestown handicap hurdle on New Year's Eve. I love how San Salvador kicked clear off the home bend. He traveled beautifully into the race, jumped phenomenally as well kicked uh, ahead of the, the rivals like it was a very good horse. And the only rival that came anywhere near to catching him was Captain Combi, who flew from rear. Um, they've both been hit with reasonable penalties, but I think they're, I, I think they're both still well-treated. So hopefully we can land a nice uh, a nice one-two there with Captain Combi, Ross. As long as they're in the right order, TC, that'll do me. <laughs> I'll take a Captain Combi win. Don't worry about that. Thank you very much for watching episode two of the SBK Betting Podcast, Cheltenham Festival Daily Pod Edition. Hopefully you enjoy this episode and episode one. New SBK customers can get £10 in free bets if you deposit £10 and bet that £10. Um, please catch us tomorrow for episode three of this edition. It'll be same time, same place on YouTube, Spotify, or all your good podcatchers. But until then, be lucky. Be lucky.